reality. Our dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something is actually strange. What up, my Q-Code peeps? They're not Q-Coders? Well, they can be whatever we want them to be. <laughs> we'll we, <figure. laughs> we created you. <laughs> so, welcome, welcome into this bonus episode. You know that when you hear that beginning, what that means. That's right. It's another episode of a dream that another Danny... dream episode. ...has had... And it is a good opportunity for us to sit and wonder what the hell goes through his head. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm really excited for this one. I feel like I say this every single time. Like I'm really excited for this one. But this one, this is one of my top faves so far. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> Once in a while, I have the ability to create my own little world, you see, in a dream. That's what you're doing. This one is, oh, who's that dude that is the director of, like, all the disaster films? So it's, like, The Day After Tomorrow and not Michael 2020 Bay. or 20. Yeah. Is it Michael Bay? No, it's not Michael Bay. Oh, now I'm going to have to look it up. Guys, talk about something. All the different disaster videos, like what? <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite disaster the movies day after are, tomorrow. I really like the alien invasion disaster movies, though. Those like are my favorite. Independence yeah. Day. When I was growing up, Independence Day was Mars my all time favorite. No, Roland one, yeah, Emmerich. Roland He's who? Roland Emmerich. No. I didn't know of the, that he was a guy that just made a whole bunch. of No, that's movies. like what he does. It's like his specialty is just. Everybody's gonna die. Films. <laughs> so, yeah, it that's just what he did. I feel like he just kind of snuck in there and into your brain and just decided to make his own little Danny dream. I mean, I can tell you that this dream happened to be dwarf free <laughs> this time. That has <laughs> that has been a theme in the in the past few dreams. No more little people. <laughs> No oh, that dwarves. means no more Disney cops getting called. <laughs> Seriously, my favorite part. Like that was that was the thing that made it all stop. I would call the Disney cops on you. No. <laughs> no, please, please, no, not the that Disney was, cops. That was, no. that was my final card. <laughs> my last card. This is the final card <laughs> i will call the disney cops <laughs> no! kind of sounds like a cat <laughs> no! <laughs> anyway that's how, that's how scared he was <laughs> so but yeah this one is a good one um it is kind of a big one so i think we should just jump into it but uh yeah, I just remember reading this for the first time, and it was just so funny. Uh, and and, and it's, it is kind of like a movie. Like, I can see it. I, I don't think that anybody would ever write a movie like this, but it oh. definitely has a storyline to it. They should. 
This should be the next, what'd you say, Roland Emmerich? Roland Emmerich film. Yeah. So, okay, you guys ready? What would it be called? Well, this one would be called Tsunami. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I was trying to like lead you into the... Oh, okay. Is that the official name for this episode? Yes, yes. So, here we go. Dream Short Series Volume 6. Tsunami! (laughs) 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 Because he wrote... He titled it Tsunami but with an exclamation point. So it's Tsunami! <laughs> Do you, if there was a tsunami coming at you, would you just be me like, <laughs> Tsunami? No. Or would you scream, Tsunami! I don't know, but it's the title of it. So it's not like you're saying, when I was in, you know, in Hawaii, I looked at the ocean and there was a tsunami coming it was just literally this is just the title of it it's just tsunami <laughs> it's not like somebody's saying it tsunami i like to but, co- I, I like to come in with a bang okay all right here we go guys <clears throat> i'm sitting on the couch at home watching tv when a special news bulletin comes on There is a huge tropical storm that has hit Hawaii and is causing serious flooding and damage to the island. As the news crew stationed out of the area to the storm is primarily affecting... Wait, what? (laughs) As the the news crew stationed stationed out out of the the area the storm is primarily affecting... Oh, that was... Okay. I just thought it was a period. I was like, why did you end there? I feel like we went through this the first <laughs> yes, time. I think we did because I have a hard time sometimes reading <laughs> your, your sentences. <laughs> Is reporting on the storm from a floor high atop a very tall hotel. I see a giant wave forming in the ocean behind them. Suddenly, the reporter is made aware of the oncoming tsunami and is quickly rushed towards safety. The station quickly cuts the feed and cuts back to the newsroom where the anchor people continue to inform the audience about the happenings of the storm and try to warn others about the dangers of staying in the storm's path. It's now getting late, so I close my eyes to rest for a moment. It's probably where most people would wake up, but not Danny. He <laughs> continues on for another seven pages. This is just the beginning. <laughs> I had a rest up for my adventure. <laughs> I open my eyes a few moments later only to find out that I am no longer sitting on my couch in my home. But instead, I am sitting in a hotel ballroom on a metal folding chair, watching what looks like a wedding rehearsal. It takes me some time to orient where I am and why. Well, yeah, duh. (laughs) (laughs) You literally just fell asleep on your couch, and now you are somewhere watching a wedding rehearsal. (laughs) I mean, you just say, like, it's taken me... You say it takes you a moment to, like, get your bearings. I would still be like, what the freak has just happened? I'm not home. Where am I? And how did I get here? I, f- I find more and more as I, like, have these dreams and I try to, like, write them down that it's hard to, like, decide like, where I need to explain that, like, things like, I, I, I'm kind of confused <laughs> about this spot, but at the same time, like, you just adjust well in your dreams too, you know, like, and I want to help inform like the listener that I'm like transitioning. (laughs) 
and not just be like transitioning. <laughs> yeah, I did kind of get a little transitioning. <laughs> After walking around for a few minutes and conversing with a few people, I realized that I'm in Hawaii and am part of a wedding party. <laughs> I want to know what these conversations were like. Hey, what's up, man? Were you just sleeping on your couch, too? Because <laughs> that's where I was, like, literally five minutes ago. and uh, It's taken me a minute to uh, figure out where I was as well. Uh, sir, where am I? <laughs> what is this place? <laughs> so, yeah. He talks to a few people. I've totally lost. I, I do this all the time. I make comments and then I lose my spot. I realize that I'm in Hawaii and am part of a wedding party. It's then that two things strike me. One, I'm at the hotel that the news crew I was watching was reporting from. And two, the date is the date of the storm itself, but earlier that day. <laughs> I have somehow not only been transported to Hawaii, but back in time as well. The only logical explanation I can think of at this moment <laughs> is that it is my duty to warn these people about the impending storm and catastrophic tsunami that will be changing their lives forever tonight. <laughs> that is the gotta, only logical explanation. I gotta be like, you gotta make do with your opportunities. If it's a hero, I must be. It's a hero. I will be. As we go on in this story, you find that that logical explanation meant nothing. <laughs> because how stupid does he sound? Excuse me, sir. I just realized that I trans. I, I not only transported through space, but time as well. <laughs> and yeah, because I was on my couch just a few minutes ago, and you guys are about to be swallowed by a big tsunami. I saw it on the news last night well if you ask einstein he will attest that space and time are one and the same okay thank you it's true <laughs> it's very true i have to be careful with what i see <laughs> Trav's very afraid to bring up science lest you guys go off on a 10 minute conversation of einstein's theory of relativity <laughs> Is that well, not that space and time are the same thing, but that they are part of the same fabric. Yes. And like a fabric? That 10 minutes would just be relative. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I start asking around, who's in charge of this wedding party? I feel like that's how you what? talk in this. <laughs> I become an old like British man. I wasn't even. <laughs> it's just I feel like it's a stuck-up snob guy. Who's in charge of this wedding party? <laughs> I am continually directed toward the father of the bride, as he apparently has the most clout in the group. Yes, because he is paying for it. I'm finally able to catch up to the father of the bride and ask him for a moment of his time. He seems a bit stressed and perturbed. Probably because he's trying to get everything ready for his daughter's wedding that is supposed to be taking place in the morning. I let him know that I... <laughs> he's probably stressed because they don't sell hot dog buns in the same ratio as they did hot dogs at the <laughs> yeah, store. Why they, yeah, why don't they do that? 
<laughs> I have 12 buns for every eight hot dogs that I purchased. <laughs> Purchasing way more buns. Although he could just figure out it's a three to two ratio. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I let him know that I am from the future. Yes, that's a very good way to start your conversation. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I'm from yeah. the future. What is the least uh, psychotic thing I could say to get in with this guy? I just feel like you should have been like, hey, I'm I a, know. I'll start with I'm from the you future. You could have just said, hey, sir, I'm a meteorologist, and uh, there's some crazy things going on right now, and I've, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, red flags. Red flags, yes. Coming. Yes. Yep. I think there's going to be a tsunami. I think we got to like just uproot <laughs> this thing. Yeah. The, I elected to go for the more Instead, dr- direct just, route. Hello, sir. sir. Congratulations. Uh, wedding's beautiful. Um, I'm from the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat this, all right? I'm from the future. You're all about to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy that you decided to try and save everybody because I would have been just like, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> Seriously, going to be a tsunami hitting. <laughs> So I let him know that I'm from the future, that I was sitting on my couch in, <laughs> in Utah, <laughs> watching the news and was sent back to this time to warn him about what was going to happen. It was clear early on that he was not taking me serious. No. Really? He was kind of jerk. <laughs> Here I am trying to save the man and his family's wife or life. <laughs> save the man and his wife. <laughs> I don't think you ever talk about his wife. In here. And he just, just ignores me <laughs> and freaking puts me to work. In Probably fact, in his mind, he's like, this must be one of uh, her exes that's trying to stop the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but yet somehow is invited. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was getting angry. After a couple minutes of trying to convince him, he tells me to stop messing around and get things ready for the wedding. He's pretty intimidating. So for whatever reason, I fall in line and start helping to set up tables, chairs, and decorations for the reception after the wedding. See, see, I would have been like, all right, I did my part. Like, I tried later, and then I'd get out of there. But you were just like, okay, sir. I didn't want to piss him off. <laughs> well, he just go away. <laughs> What's he going to do? Like, chase you? I feel like he was watching me closely <laughs> after that. Later that night, I'm walking back to the hotel suite that everyone was staying in with the bride's brothers and cousins, all of whom helped set things up too. We were walking through the hotel garden close to the hotel pool when it started to rain. See? Told you a storm was coming. I tried to convince everyone that I knew what I was talking about. But they just laughed me off and (laughs) continued up to the suite on the 15th floor of the 27th floor hotel. These are very specific. (laughs) You remember like the elevator buttons or something? Like... I don't know what it is, but num- well, numbers stick with me naturally in life, and they also stick with me in dreams, apparently. And you'll notice this is a recurring theme throughout a lot of the dreams that I have. <laughs> he that just remembers the I numbers. I can remember very specific numbers, and I will be missing entire like plot lines. <laughs> or I will remember a number. <laughs> but numbers will stick out. Once we got up there, everyone continued partying and hanging out for a bit longer before going to bed. 
All the while, I watched out the window as the storm got stronger and stronger. I could see the ocean level was slowly rising and encroaching on the beach next to the hotel. The wooden fence that surrounded the pool was swaying and bending violently and seemed to only be a matter of time before it was uprooted and carried away with the tropical winds. <laughs> What's so funny? Just yeah. <laughs> the way you write your dreams. I don't know. It's <laughs> Were you actually thinking these things in your dream? I know. Like, he's just it staring out of a matter of like, time. <laughs> oh, would you look at that fence? <laughs> It's literally only a matter of time before the tropical winds come and take it away. It's literally a matter of time before we're all dead, but here I am sitting looking out the window doing literally nothing. Like, is there actual like narration in the <laughs> going on? It's like a Malcolm, or not a Malcolm in the middle, but like... Uh, <laughs> Wonder Years thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Is that happening? There's just a voice. Like, <laughs> no, I just like, there's certain parts of my dream that are like super vivid and detailed. Like a lot of it is just kind of like, hap- like I, not sp- very specific, like things happen, but I can kind of, I don't know how to like, I just know what's going on from a general sense, but other things it's like for whatever reason, I really focused in on that fence out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that picture stuck in my head. Uh, and then I was like, when I was writing it down, I'm like, well, I at least remember this part in detail. So that is a very important fence. <laughs> <laughs> I kept pleading with everyone to seek shelter further inland, but they were too busy drinking and dancing to notice or care what I was saying. They just were. <laughs> saying things like eat drink and be merry for tomorrow we die just kidding you didn't say that but (laughs) not long after that everyone retired to go to bed however i could not sleep so i stayed up just staring out the window for the inevitable (laughs) you were the worst i mean i get it now what you're saying like (laughs) i probably should have been headed for the hills but At about 2 a.m., I could see the giant wave forming in the ocean out in the distance. The closer the wave got to the shore, the bigger it got, and the more momentous it became. I started running through the suite, trying to wake everyone up. It was when I ran into the room that the bridesmaids were staying in that the tsunami hit the hotel. The crest of the wave just so happened to be exactly 15 stories high and crashed through the windows of the suite, sweeping everyone out of bed instantaneously. I tried to pull, every, I tried to pull anyone I could out of the room, but the water level increased so fast that I was eventually flushed out of the suite and into the hall. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like how it is. I feel like it's a... Very enthralling. <laughs> I like how you say, like, it just so happened to be exactly 15 stories. But if you listen to enough of your dreams, it's super narcissistic. <laughs> and everything is is just, like, all about you. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is your how, dream. How but is the tsunami being 15 stories high? I'm just saying, like, you, there's that just one time. Oh, thing, we but... will see later on in this story how narcissistic you <laughs> yes, are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you become the leader of... Anything, always. You just get there and then somehow install yourself as the leader. It's like I, I, 
I liken it to Doctor Who, how no matter what situation him and his TARDIS just all of a sudden find themselves in, he all of a sudden commands respect and becomes the leader that everybody's like, help us, Doctor. I think it's more just like natural charisma and (laughs) you just naturally fall into leadership roles. It's either that or it's just, this is the only way you get to be the star (laughs) and the hero. (laughs) (laughs) I should sleep more. Yeah. Just before his, every night, he's like, all oh, right, I wonder what uh, who I'm going to save tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> night, honey. <laughs> I, hope, I hope an earthquake hits. <laughs> Do you feel like your wife does not allow you to uh, take a commanding role in your relationship or anything? You never let me wear the pants. <laughs> I just got to escape in my brain. Dang it, Elizabeth. Is that a real name? Or is it just Liz? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't think I ever knew. I just call her Liz because that's what we call her. But all right. What's Quincy's full name? Quincy and Lilith? Yeah. <laughs> Quincy and Lilith? <laughs> what's, what's Quincy's full name? Quincy and Lilith? <laughs> That's the name that you come up with. Is that like Lilith and Quincy? Quincy and Lilith? (laughs) It just came out. I don't know. I couldn't come up with anything else at the moment. Because you can't. You can't come up with something for that name. I knew at this point that my only chance to survive was to get to higher floors within the hotel. Unfortunately, the water had caused the elevators to no longer function. Well, duh. You would never use an elevator in an emergency disaster situation. (laughs) I can just see him like, he tried to push the buttons. He's like, I don't think it's... (laughs) (laughs) Guys, the light's not working. It's probably water damage. (laughs) It's incredibly damaged. Plus, it's it's half full of water. Yeah, like we we literally can't go down more because we're just floating on top of the water, guys. Don't you guys remember the wave was exactly fifteen stories high? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it would have been sixteen if it was crashing through the windows. But I mean, that's just me, right? All right it was fifteen and a half stories <laughs> <Okay>. high. <laughs> Uh, the water had caused the elevators to no longer function, and the water level was too high to open any door that could potentially lead to the stairs. I looked around for a few seconds and noticed... Oh, so the water itself, like the water pressure, was keeping the door shut? I know. Is that- <laughs> so you're just stuck on that floor? Well, yep. I got washed out into the hall, but yeah, I couldn't open like... Yeah, you're just stuck on doors. that floor because you can't get to the stairs or the elevator. Yes. Okay. I look around for a few seconds... It's and- like... I used to have Danny imagining Titanic in this scene, like oh, it all was there. Celine Dion going on in the background. I was but going I to remember. try and sing the song, but for some reason, the only thing that was coming out from my head was the song from Little Mermaid. What? So I was just going to go. Ah, <laughs> so I decided to stop. <laughs> Yep, that one. I look around. I looked around for a few seconds and notice what looked like a maintenance room of some type down the hall. 
of some type. It's not a full maintenance room. <laughs> it's just a I'm, type of one. I'm not a maintenance room <laughs> expert. I made my way toward that room and looked inside. I could see that this room was not just isolated to this floor, but instead seemed to run vertically from what I assumed would be the basement to the top floor. I surveyed the room a bit more (laughs) to to see if I could somehow make my way up to the top of the building. As I scanned what was in front of me, I could see that there was a series of ladders and catwalks, pipes and other railings that could be used to navigate my way upward so long as I planned out my route correctly. (laughs) See, if you're like MacGyver, you can make anything work. The water level was now getting dangerously high on this floor, so I knew that I had to get climbing without further delay. I slowly weaved my way in and out of the plumbing and venting that had been installed in this area and found a way to the top floor. I emerged on the 27th floor and squeezed out of the maintenance room. I could hear some voices coming from a room across the way. I ran into the room to see a handful of people that had made it here before the water swallowed them whole. After conferring with them for a moment, we realized that the water level was continuing to rise and that soon the entire hotel would be underwater. One of the women on the floor with us pointed out that this floor seems to be the laundry room. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey guys, I know that there's like a tsunami and that like the water's like coming up really fast, but guess what? This is a laundry room. <laughs> Let's do laundry. Who wants to clean their clothes? <laughs> Hang on. That's, that sounds like the exact opposite of any actual building in real life. I think yeah, why would, would have, the laundry room They would put the laundry the room in the basement top. because you're transporting a lot of stuff. You don't want to always have to be going uphill. <laughs> I think that's why they're normally always like down low. Maybe that's why she questioned it. She's like, this seems yeah. to be the laundry yeah, room. We, as you can see, you'll see that we got lucky that they actually built this building the way they did. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. <laughs> All right. So this... <laughs> The, uh, is this is this building uh, have safety precautions for tsunamis? Yes, we put the laundry room on the top floor just in case. <laughs> okay. So that way you can do your laundry even in a tsunami. <laughs> this floor seems to be the laundry room for the hotel and that our best chance at survival would probably be to each get into a laundry basket and hope that it floats. <laughs> Now, hope floats. I do want to point out, because I'm pretty sure that all of you know, having probably had laundry baskets before, they all have holes in them. (laughs) So so when you're thinking about this, just realize that it he fixes it. (laughs) Okay. The maintenance man that he is fixes this issue. (laughs) We all agreed. Yes, yes, that sounds logical, ma'am. We all agreed and each sat in our own laundry basket. <laughs> I can just see you guys all just sitting in laundry baskets waiting for the water to come. <laughs> waiting for the water level to reach us and carry us away. <laughs> Gotta be prepared. Just before the water reached the 27th floor, it dawned on me that the laundry baskets were full of holes and that they would surely sink if we didn't do something to remedy that quickly. 
<laughs> Everyone looked at me with panic on their face. So here's a little teeny bit of narcissism <laughs> seeking in. Everyone looked at me with panic on their face for a solution. <laughs> Suddenly, light bulb, stroke of genius hit me. And I told everyone, get up and grab a towel. We could then wrap the towel around the laundry baskets covering the holes. <laughs> and hence, should be able to float and ride the baskets like little boats. <laughs> yes. These are like... <laughs> because... <laughs> because towels aren't porous or... I think the whole purpose of a towel is, is to, to soak so- in water. <laughs> Not to repel it. Which is the exact opposite <laughs> of what you want in a boat. Well, I figured once they were so waterlogged that they would no longer be able to take in any more water. Then you that, would that sink. Means they're so saturated. <laughs> yeah, they're so saturated, they're literally sinking. It's adding more weight to the basket and making it sink. Not only that... If wrapped properly, we could use the ends of the towels to steer our way around the flooding city to look for safety. <laughs> so, just so you guys know, we're going to wrap our holy baskets with the towel, but make sure you wrap it correctly so that you have a little bit left to have a little fin in the back so that you can steer your little tiny boat. <laughs> <laughs> Close. But the way that we steered was we would wrap the towel around the basket, on the base and around the outside, and somehow would have like these two little wing tips that would come out kind of on the sides that you could hold on to. And then you would pull <laughs> and maneuver and like turn. That's how you would move the, the bow. Oh, that makes sense. Wait, were, so were they <laughs> attached to like a rudder of some sort? No, no they would just help you lean. That, that's it. <laughs> that's a- hey, I can only tell you what I remember from my dream. Everyone did just as instructed. Yes, because you know what? We all believed the lady when she said we should get in the baskets and it'll float. That all seemed like it made sense, but you know what? This makes even more sense. <laughs> so everyone did just as instructed and were in their laundry baskets just before the water reached the 27th floor and whisked everyone out of an opening created by broken windows and into the flooded city. Sure enough, the laundry basket rafts worked like a charm. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Sure enough. uh Uh-huh. Yep. Just like I thought they would. And all headed toward a taller building a few blocks away. A few minutes later, we floated up to the tall building, (laughs) parked our laundry basket boats, (laughs) and climbed out onto an outside terrace area of the building. Much of the building was already underwater. Well, probably at least 27 floors. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it still had a good 150 feet that was towering about the water line. We climbed Above, into the... probably is what it should have said. Yeah, you said about. We climbed to the top of the building and enter the top floor. <laughs> You park your baskets and then you're just like, all right, let's not go into the hotel. Let's just scale the walls. (laughs) (laughs) We want to get to higher ground. (laughs) As we stumbled in, we were, as we stumbled in, we are meet by a group of ladies. (laughs) 
whom had been staying at this very fancy hotel and were camped out in the penthouse on the top floor. The women were not happy to see us because they were spoiled, pretentious brats and told us to leave because they needed as much space to themselves as possible so that they may maintain their lavish lifestyles. (laughs) (laughs) He's so mad. (laughs) He just like wakes up and like, he's probably like, that was like the one part that he remembered most. He's just like stupid, stupid, pretentious brats. I look <laughs> should be helpful to your other humans during these troubled times, but they were not. I looked out the window to see that the water level was still rising and that it was only a matter of time before this hotel would be completely submerged as well. Ha <laughs> ha, suckers! I tried to explain this to the conceited women, but they wouldn't listen to me. I then tell my group it's best if we leave anyway, and we all make our way back into our laundry basket boats. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm sorry. This was a mistake coming into this one. Let's just jump off the freaking balcony because our boats are pretty much just right there anyway. <laughs> because don't, don't forget, they float. <laughs> See, aren't you glad that I parked the boats? I feel like this was just an unnecessary stop. <laughs> well, I didn't know there was going to be freaking pretentious brats in there. Why would you stop at a building anyway if the water's still rising? <laughs> Good point. (laughs) Touche. Once back on the water, we navigate our way to yet another tall building that had been built even higher up on an (laughs) incline than the building we were just in. The city was built starting on the beach, but then slowly expanded up onto the foothills of the island mountains. We pull up to the new building and once again exited our laundry rafts and headed inside. I gauge the speed at which the water level is rising and the amount of footage we have before the top floor of this building is underwater that we have roughly 20 minutes to sit around and rest before moving. <laughs> so, <laughs> at this rate, at the speed of the rising water, and we have roughly 70 feet of climbing... <laughs> We can rest for about 20 minutes before this building, too, is engulfed by the water. Let us rest. Why? It's tiring. My question is, if all these buildings are just on, like, a, a, a mountain that's going up, like a side of a... a Why doesn't he just it? keep going Why up? don't you just go to the actual mountain shore <laughs> and then just keep hiking up? Just... You don't have to stop in buildings and hope there's no pretentious biatches there or whatever. Yeah. You just Did you have a calculator I with you? We I think my people um wanted to rest at this point. <laughs> so as a good leader, I found an area for them to rest. You for could rest perfectly fine on a mountain too i could just see them like they're actually in the in a hotel room they're all like freaking out you know they're exhausted and danny comes in with just like little bags of doritos and hands everybody one and then like taps their shoulder and is like you okay like keep your strength you're gonna need it It it's like the water's uh... rising i've calculated it (laughs) (laughs) we 
We only have a few more moments before the water reaches us again. Luckily, we have our laundry basket boats. <laughs> He's like Tom Hanks in Saving Private Ryan on the uh, where they all find refuge in like an old church. Yep, to rest for the night. And he's just like, everybody get some rest. We got a long day tomorrow. Like we didn't know how long we would have to like keep traveling in our boats at this point. Why couldn't you just sit in your boats? You would never have to get out. You would just float on top of the water, it just was, rest in your boat. It was tiring to steer them. I, that's what I remember. <laughs> I think I what? lost where I was, like completely. <laughs> Hold on. So we just pulled up to the second building. Oh, yeah, this is right. I gauge the speed at which the water <laughs> is um, <laughs> You have 20 minutes to sit around and rest before moving on. By this point, we are all getting hungry and begin to rummage around for some food. <laughs> Unfortunately, we really can't find much in the areas of the building we have to ac- have access to. After 20 minutes had passed, I reluctantly pulled myself up and notified the rest it was time to leave again. We all made our way to the boats and once again floated off. This time, though, it was a bit more nerve-wracking as there were no more buildings left above the water's surface. We were now going to have to hope that we can wait out the storm and find a place to land once and for all. Why didn't you just sit in the boats? If they float, you would just That's what I just rise. Asked. I know. Well, you were saying, like, go to the go to the hill, right? Well, and then I said you could just sit in the boat. Oh, yeah. And he was like, because steering got tiring. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's probably like what I was doing. You could just, for. like, use ropes and, like, anchor your boats. <laughs> you guys, what, maybe, maybe you guys all just like held hands in a circle and you just floated. Yeah. Just... Yeah. That might've been a good idea. <laughs> we would have been a larger boat together. Yep. But we had our individual boats. Guys, if all us tiny boats get together, we'll make one big boat. <laughs> and it'll be easier. <laughs> okay. A few hours passed before the storm started to break up and the water level started to level out and then evenly, slightly recede. Even slightly recede. It was about this time that we drifted into an island mountain top. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I feel like sometimes you forget to read the last word of my sentences. (laughs) Well, I just, it's not that I forget. It's just, I read it how I probably would say it. And there's always like an additional word. (laughs) We we drifted into an island mountain top (laughs) that we deemed safe to exit on. We walked around a bit to gain our bearings. So we, I feel like you're always gaining your bearings. <laughs> <laughs> and as we came over a ridge on the mountain, we saw a wonderful and welcoming sight. There were thousands of animals all standing in their own areas that belonged to their species. <laughs> the Lion King. There were thousands of animals all standing in their own areas that belonged to their species in nice, neat rows. It looked like, <laughs> it looked like some type of animal sanctuary as they were all being cared for and fed by caretakers. <laughs> my favorite part <laughs> there were cobras cows 
and Heather Get it? So, just everybody knows there are thousands of animals. <laughs> the only ones he mentions are cobras and cows. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he forgot what other animals are there. Like in the world, there were cobras, cows, and other animals. I, knew, I mean, when I write these dreams down, I try to be as accurate as I can from what I actually remember. And I was like, well, I, I knew there was other animals, but I drew a blink when I was like, I remember the cobras, I remember the cows. <laughs> But that's it. (laughs) We were then approached by a gentleman who greeted us and introduced himself as the one in charge of all these people and animals. I told him about the adventure we'd been on to get to this point and explained to him that my group was hungry and were in need of food and water. He mentioned to some of his men and they led us to a place for food and shelter. As we walked, I talked to the man <laughs> as we walked. I talked to the man to try and understand how he came to be here with all these animals, with all of these cobras and cows <laughs> and other animals. So, uh, how many cobras and cows you own? <laughs> he explained to me. That he had known for a long time that this storm was coming and has been preparing and gathering up as many animals as he could to save them from the deadly tsunami. Basically, he was a modern-day version of Noah. Noah 2.0, as I called him. (laughs) Is that, like, literally what you called him? Hello. Hey. Noah (laughs) 2.0. He didn't do very good because he just got tons of cobras and cows. Like, that was literally all he got. I mean, you got to work with... You can only do what you can do, you know? (laughs) After the flood, waters receded back to their normal levels. The remaining survivors are able to get back to their normal lives. With one exception. A new government regime was put into power and was being run by a female dictator who who deemed that her strict rules are now the new laws of the land. (laughs) How long has how it is been? This? I like how he says, like, everything is normal, except nothing is normal. <laughs> except for the very basics that govern the fabric of society. Basically, the, re- the only thing that's normal is that the ocean is back where it was. <laughs> <laughs> but how long is it? How long after is this? This is like... Oh, no, if- the like, same day, it felt like several days. So passed. several days have passed, and a new government regime has been <laughs> has been just created and already <laughs> propped up a new dictator whose <laughs> whose power has not been challenged. With this with this tsunami, now that the the waters have receded, the people are going to need a new leader, since the president of the United States apparently has no jurisdiction over Hawaii <laughs> yeah, anymore just because of the tsunami. They just forgot about it. It was like, well, Hawaii has been swallowed by water. <laughs> they are no longer part of the United States. 
even if the waters recede, they will have to get a new regime. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By a female dictator who deemed that her strict rules are now the new laws of the land. Some of these rules included absolutely no campfires. (laughs) A nine o'clock curfew for all. And each night, all the able-bodied men had to... (laughs) Had to go outside at 11 p.m. and shovel snow. <laughs> if there was no snow, then you had to wait 15 minutes. And if there still was no snow, then you can go back inside and go to bed. <laughs> See, how can we be forced to live in these conditions? I feel it just... You would never have to <laughs> shovel snow. <laughs> it's Hawaii. So I guess I would be upset that just every night at 11 p.m. I would have to go out and stand for 15 minutes, and then I get to go to bed. <laughs> no, ironically, I had this dream, and then like two weeks later, my sister went to Hawaii, and when she was there, it snowed. And it was like this big story because like it never snows in Hawaii. Oh, so Oracle, okay. So I think so. One day out of like fifty years, you have to <laughs> shovel snow. I'm just saying, I like prophesize this <laughs> in my dream. <laughs> I just sit and wonder this new dictator lady as she's sitting down with her people, <laughs> and she's like, okay. We have to come up with new rules because the normal rules are just stupid. (laughs) You know what I hate? Campfires. (laughs) Campfires are outlawed. No more campfires. Next. They make you smell. There is a nine o'clock curfew for everyone except for at 11 p.m. All able-bodied men, just in case it snows. Has to go outside and shovel. (laughs) If it does not snow, they must wait 15 minutes and then they can go back inside. It's very important that they wait that 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, what what are the chances it's going to start snowing in that 15 minutes? And even if it does, how much snow can there possibly be <laughs> in, 15 in 15 minutes, minutes that you got to shovel it? You probably all catch it in just like a little bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and Why then, do you think we hated this dictatorship so much? <laughs> and then at what point can you end when it's, if it starts snowing in that 15 minutes? you have to wait until the storm is done and then <laughs> shovel it? Or are you just literally 15 minutes max of shoveling and then you're back inside? No, you got to shovel till it's gone. <laughs> What if, like, if there was snow? You waited 15 minutes, and on the 15th minute, it started <laughs> snowing. You're like, damn it. <laughs> well, I think the dictator didn't think it through, because what if we went out there, and then at 11.15, we're like, all right, didn't snow. We went inside, and then 11.16, it starts snowing. Then yeah, within she did not 24 hours through. later, you'd have your Well, yeah, because then it. at 9 o'clock or at 11 o'clock tomorrow night, yeah. you actually have some snow to shovel if it doesn't melt. But... All right. Yeah, there's a whole day of snow that was not getting shoveled. <laughs> a lot of questions about these rules. Uh, the house that I ended up staying in also just so happened to be the place 
where her rebel alliance began to form. <laughs> Myself and a few others became the leaders. <laughs> What I tell you of this new alliance and started formulating plans to overthrow this new and unjust governmental leader. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Were you just like laying in your bunk? Just a bunch of guys were just over huddling in a corner and you're like, um, hey, (laughs) what what are you guys talking about? Shh, we're forming a coup. It's a rebel alliance, Danny. Just go back to bed. Can I be the leader? (laughs) I want to be the leader. (sighs) Fine. But there has to be others. (laughs) So myself and a few others (laughs) became the leaders of the new alliance. He makes his way up the ranks. And started formulating plans to overthrow this new and unjust governmental leader. We all came up with a plan to defeat her and put the plan into action. We deemed that our rebel symbol would be a campfire. (laughs) Screw you, lady. (laughs) No, you hate campfires. And began to build a campfire. Not only was it the symbol, but they just built a campfire. In front of each house, night, wait, in front of the house each night before bed to symbolize to others that we weren't going to take it anymore. We're not gonna take it. No, we ain't gonna take it. We're not gonna take it anymore. We're gonna make campfires. (laughs) And I'm not gonna travel snow. (laughs) I don't wanna wait 50 minutes anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The campfire had a dual purpose, as it was a symbol for freedom, but we also hoped it would be seen by the government's surveillance system, and that the evil dictator lady would come to punish us for violating the law. It took several nights, but eventually our campfire got her attention, and she, and along with several of her government horsemen, showed up at the house to arrest us. What the woman didn't know is that we had booby-trapped the house with a series of cans on strings that that littered the ceiling like birthday streamers. (laughs) Stupid lady. She doesn't know what she's walking into. This just points out that sometimes you'll have dreams and you'll like, in your dream, you'll be like, yeah, this is a fail-proof plan. (laughs) Like, there's no way that these cans will not... Rue the day. When you guys are huddled and coming up with a plan, it's like, okay, first, first things first, we make a campfire. We do that until she comes. When she comes into the house, (laughs) we will be ready for her. What are we going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to string cans up (laughs) like birthday streamers. That'll get them. <laughs> we we call this the Kevin McAllister defense. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to put micro machines on the floor. <laughs> when they come in, they will step on them and slip and fall and we will laugh. <laughs> the traps were set just at the right height. Cellophane with glue. <laughs> Cellophane with glue. And feathers. Of, and feathers and, feathers and will, a fan to blow them into the They will look face. silly. <laughs> And we will laugh. (laughs) 
And <clears throat> just in case they use the stairs, one lone nail sticking up nail because chances are they will step on it with tar on the stairs so okay, that they were forced to take their shoes we could off. literally go through the whole <laughs> was there tar? Yeah, there was tar. Booby tracks. so so i didn't realize he literally like pretty much tarred and feathered them yep, yep. he he was biblical for his time oh sarah yawning now <laughs> The traps were set just at the right height so that we can, so that when a can was forcefully pushed along the string, that it would hit the horseman right in the head. <laughs> so as the woman weaved through our house, yelling at us and telling us that we were under arrest and would never see the light of day again, we had other men hiding and flinging the cans along the strings. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid lady. (laughs) Knocking out the horsemen one by one. After the woman was finished with her tirade, she turned around to instruct the horsemen to arrest us only to see that they were all unconscious. (laughs) It was at this point, at this moment, that we closed in on her to detain her and overthrow this evil regime. Then I woke up. I never got to live the life of freedom that Wait. I had hoped for. So were these horsemen women also? Like, they were all women? No, they were horsemen. <laughs> no, horsemen. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought earlier you were saying, like, as these women weaved their way in and out. As the woman. <laughs> oh, okay. So, afterwards, uh, as you know, we uh, kind of look up what some of these meanings are, although I am not a huge believer in the fact that just because you dream one thing that it actually means something. I think sometimes we just, our minds just need to be creative and it just comes up with stuff. As Trav said before, <clears throat> I have no creativity during the daytime. <laughs> it's at night. It just comes out at night when I'm That's why, like, if you're thinking to yourself, yeah, he made this up. Trust me, if you knew Danny, there's no way he could do this conscious. He has to be asleep for this. My, li- my brain works super logically while I'm awake. Yeah, he is super left-brained, right? Yep. Left, well, left-brained, right? it's uh, actually like a wives' tale, is that what you call it? But it's like a... It used to be like thought... Your left brain is kind of your logical side. Your right brain is your creative side. But yeah. the more they learn about the brain, they realize that that's not true. It's It really all works together. So we'll just say that anyway, just so you understand it. Understand the concept of how his brain works. Yeah. But so, up until like 2010, that's how it was. Okay. Well, so we looked up. Okay, so he dreamt about an island. So to dream that you are on an island signifies ease, relaxation, and comfort. But to dream that you are stranded on an island suggests that you need to get away from the demands of your daily life. And realize, or not realize, but also remember, I feel like everything that you dream about is negative. (laughs) (laughs) There is no positivity. If I would have been on the island on vacation by choice, then I could have been good, I guess. But I feel like I was more there against my Like when you first... (laughs) I feel like I was stranded When you start uh, searching these things, you're like... Fall asleep on couch in Utah, wake up in Hawaii. <laughs> what does that mean? 
<laughs> there are zero search results. So a rough grade. ocean represents emotional turmoil. You are doing your best to handle life's ups and downs. A hotel signifies a new state of mind or a shift in personality or in personal identity. Why? Why does that mean a shift in personal identity? What does? I can only, a hotel. I can only write down what it says. A shift in personal identity? Maybe because a hotel is somewhere you... you temporarily stay so it's like a sh- like it's yeah when, whenever you go like whenever house. you go somewhere like on a vacation and you're in a whole new place with all new people you can be a different person mm. i've heard about people going on like trips where they're just like nobody knows them and then they're just like they pretend they're a completely different person hmm. plus i went to this hotel as a man from the future who was became heroic and then became very creative and saved a bunch of people's lives in our laundry basket boats. <laughs> I feel like that's Danny, what the you taught Danny the, would not have done that. Yeah, yep. I feel like hotel, that's what the Danny. name of the the story or the dream should have been laundry basket boats. <laughs> uh, wedding rehearsal implies that your need to prepare yourself for an important transition in your life. A tsunami means that you are being overwhelmed by some repressed feeling or subconscious material that is rising up to the surface. Or it could be that you just dreamt about a giant wave. Yeah, but whatever. (laughs) Laundry suggests you are cleaning up your act or changing your image. Indicates that you are try to... Indicates that you are try to understand your own feelings <laughs> and sort your attitudes. Or that you just needed to do laundry that day. But if you put the hotel and the laundry together, I guess it does mean that I was trying to change my ways or change my identity. So a dictator suggests that you need to be more flexible and open-minded in your thinking and in your decision-making. A campfire represents sharing and companionship. You need to open yourself to others and allow others to get to know you. Booby traps of cans on strings means that you suck at creating booby traps. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that, that's everything. But whew, that was uh, that was a doozy. So uh, hope you enjoyed that. That was I. I like I said before, I remember reading that one the first time and I couldn't stop rolling on the floor freaking laughing because of his stupid boats. <laughs> <laughs> and this and this like new government regime. <laughs> I cobras and cows. Cobras and cows. <laughs> if I remember right, you just love the rules that were the rules. Put the rules place. were just I just could not wrap my mind around them that those those are the new rules of all the rules that can be made. No campfires, yeah. <laughs> curfew at nine eight or nine p.m. and all able-bodied men See, must go out at eleven o'clock. It's very specific. Snow. It's very specific, and in terms of dictators, like that's not that bad. I would be like, that's it, okay, all right. <laughs> but yet, this was just like, <laughs> we must put an end to the <laughs> not shoveling of the snow. Be like, what if like. Certain times in history when there was real oppression. Yeah, like, what if this was, like, you were like, oh, I know what you mean, being in the in Auschwitz. I yeah, mean, that's what I was going to say. Do you remember, like, I had a dream that we remember learning about Hitler, Hitler, right? Because yeah. that dude was horrible. <laughs> I mean, there's different levels, I guess, of <laughs> dictatorship. 
but we should all be free stand to make the decision of whether we are going to shovel snow or not. not take this anymore. You guys had to put your friends into a crematorium. We couldn't even have fires. <laughs> uh, is it too soon for that? It's always, it's always too, too soon. soon. All right. It's only been like 70 years. <laughs> Still too soon. Um, all right. Well, again, yes. I, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, if you, It did kind of end. I mean, well... Sort of. It was kind of like the end of like a horrible movie where you, they just make you think that it ends, but you know it could go on. So if you have a we better closing yeah, in, if you have a better ending, uh, go to our website uh, qcodepodcast.com, and uh, there will be a space there for you to add a comment or uh, you know like put in an ending to the to the dream. Yeah, if it's better than what we have. So or you could email us. Email us at uh, Q. What, what was Q our code? Q, Q, Q code P <laughs> at gmail.com. I remember when I was creating that. <laughs> I did. That was like the only thing that like actually made sense that I could use for the. Who else has done Q code? Like, Q code. But P, like they didn't have Q code podcast. Like Q code. No, just like Kidding. Q code podcast. letter P, like po- for podcast. Not like let. A girl P, like letter P. Let like, her P. <laughs> just the letter P. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Just it, the way you said it. It's not like letter P. Like, don't <laughs> let her P. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, just in the way you alphabet, said it. it's the P. So, yes, Q code letter P at gmail.com. You can also visit us on our various social media pages, which is uh, Twitter at Q Code Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, Q Code Podcast as well. And then, of course, follow us on uh, either or listen to our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. Maybe eventually we will actually have a video on YouTube and not just audio. I have some ideas. But uh, also, of course, don't forget to leave us a five-star review this helps us very much. Maybe one day people, other people will listen and we'll get enough that we can get sponsors and we can make money. And then we can keep coming out with more content. Because <laughs> eventually, I don't, I don't, I mean, who knows if we could do this forever? Because probably, but <laughs> I've heard that you can have dreams no matter what like economic level you are, but. You have better dreams if you're rich. Yes. So help us out with that. <laughs> so if you want better content. So we thank you all for listening. Tune in next time and uh, have a good one.